real-time analysis as millions of Americans cast their ballots to decide whether Republicans or Democrats will control the House and Senate. Special coverage you don't want to miss. I've had the honor of a lifetime becoming the first woman to lead this state. Kathy Hochul survives a tough race in New York. It's a Democratic dawn for some candidates as Massachusetts also goes blue. Meanwhile, Josh Shapiro is the Democrat who has claimed victory in Pennsylvania. We reject woke ideology. On the other hand, Republicans are celebrating victories of their own. Ron DeSantis remains as governor of Florida and Sarah Huckabee Sanders becomes the new governor of Arkansas. She is the first woman in the role. In a moment, we get the lowdown with a U.S. political analyst. Also ahead, millions of Medibank customers have been caught up in a massive data breach. The health insurer confirming the hackers have begun releasing the stolen information. Our reporter has the very latest on how you can get on top of your data. Plus, Elon Musk sells big with $3.4 billion in Tesla shares gone. This takes a tally of Tesla shares sold of almost $20 billion this year. The sale is mostly to finance his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter. Live from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers around the world. Thanks for joining us this hour. Brooke Coles with you. Huge show is coming up ahead. Let's get started on your global news in the U.S. Polls have closed across the U.S. in federal, state and local elections that could shape the political landscape for years to come. The midterm elections will determine whether Democrats keep their majorities in the House and the Senate or if Republicans will seize control. The outcome could make all the difference for President Joe Biden. In the key battleground state of Georgia, Republican Brian Kemp has defeated Democrat Stacey Abrams. In an emotional speech, Abrams congratulated Georgia's governor. Our state has experienced one soul-crushing crisis after another over the past few years. But even during these trying times, the fighting spirit of Georgia has prevailed. There's also a reason to smile for Republicans in Florida. They have picked up three House seats there. It was helped by the newly re-elected governor, Ron DeSantis. We fight the woke and the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. And Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders defeated Democrat Chris Jones. She becomes the first female governor of Arkansas. Of course, you may remember her for being Donald Trump's former press secretary. I first want to start by thanking my two opponents here in the final stretch, Chris Jones and Ricky Dale Harrington. One of the most amazing things about tonight is that no matter how it turned out, Arkansas was going to make history tonight. The results have been a mixed bag. The race for governor in several states has been a source of intrigue. Josh Shapiro is the Democrat who bet an election-denying opponent in Pennsylvania. Democrats also flipped some seats in Massachusetts and Maryland as well. Kathy Hochul has survived a tough race over in New York. As a young mom... I ran for office, eventually being elected to every single level there is, local, county, state, federal, and now I've had the honor of a lifetime becoming the first woman to lead this state. 
A Democratic strategist describes U.S. politics as the wild, wild west at the moment. Christina Carricka-Haley says results today will push the Biden administration to an interesting place, but believes the Democrats will hold on to the Senate. That folks thought Republicans were going to be pulling away with. So while there's no delusion of grandeur, I think we are all in the understanding that Democrats are going to lose the House, which historically is something that the, the sitting president of the party usually loses seats. But we're actually, you know, it's looking like the margins are going to be less seats than were lost under the Obama administration. So it's really going to push uh, the Biden administration into an interesting place, you know, in the second two years and maybe allow them to negotiate. Now, the Senate um, if anybody is telling you all what they what the Senate is going to be and how it's going to, to come out within the next day or two, they're lying. It'll be about a week until we find out. That but it has been, as predicted, a good night for Republicans, although how good remains to be seen. For more, let's bring in a research associate at the U.S. Study Centre, Victoria Cooper now. Victoria, thank you for joining us here on Ticker News on this critical night in the U.S. Now the results are rolling in. How confident should Democrats be? Yeah, thanks very much for having me. And it's a great question. How confident should Democrats be? But I think they're the answer to that is that it's still too soon to know. Uh, I think we'll be anticipating results to be rolling in for the House, Senate and several of the governor races still for probably days to come. And it's a little too soon to know. But there have been some unexpected wins for Democrats, which I'm sure uh, many of the party members are sighing uh, acute breaths of relief today. Yeah, there has been a lot of firsts happening this election as well, I guess, has been very welcome for the Democratic Party. So what do you think the next two years could look like for Biden under a Republican majority? Yeah, so for Biden, at the moment, he's had a, a triple hold of the executive of the House and of the Senate. And uh, most uh, most polling, most, most uh, commentators anticipate that the House will uh, turn Republican. Uh, but the Senate could still be a toss-up, so we could have a, a split Congress here. But in the last two years, Biden has managed to achieve a lot with uh, his triple hold of the House, Senate and Executive. Uh, he's passed uh, bipartisan infrastructure legislation, legislation to do with climate change, uh, semiconductor manufacturing innovation. Um, and he's passed that along with, a, a, you know, 50 senators in, uh, well, 50 senators, uh, Democratic senators, uh, two of which made uh, big headaches for his party. So even with a majority there, some of that legislation was entirely set. The next two years, it, it depends on the candidates that fill the vacant seats and the seats that are up for election, depending on how willing they are to negotiate and to push through um, several of Biden's uh, agenda items. Um, but obviously it's easier to negotiate with members of your own party, so it remains to be seen. Yeah, let's go back to first that we've seen this election. Ex-Trump spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's been elected in Arkansas as the governor. She's the first woman elected there. There's a lot of women who are, who are now being appointed and also those who are openly gay. So how significant is this election for first like this? Yeah, these elections are always interesting when it comes to um, diversity, especially I think uh, in the last um, government, we saw Biden really push for uh, increased diversity. And so it's you know important for voters to see themselves represented in their candidates. Um, but in terms of midterm election, you know, all 435 seats of the House are, are up for grabs. So quite often we do see uh, political newcomers and people uh, represent uh, their states from um, previous uh, from minority groups. And so, um, yeah, we do see a number of firsts here. But in terms of how they use that platform and that 
representation um, will have to be in the next few years for those House members for those senators. Definitely, and I guess today is all about midterm elections, but we know it'll soon be the path to the 2024 US presidential election, and all eyes will be on that. Of course, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he's won the re-election. Is he Trump's biggest threat? Oh, I think most people would comfortably say that Ron DeSantis is Trump's biggest threat, and I think Trump knows it as well. We heard on uh, over the weekend he called him Ron Sanctimonious, where previously he had sort of not really engaged with Ron DeSantis so much, and they kind of worked in tandem as um, you know two Republicans uh, working towards similar goals. And now we see them more um, facing each other in competition. So um, I think yeah, Trump probably does consider Ron DeSantis to be his greatest threat. Even today, he said you know, Ron DeSantis would be foolish to run in 2024 because Trump could unearth lots of dirt on him. But I think the power of Ron DeSantis is really on display today. He um, you know created a bit of a bloodbath for Democrats in Florida with his re-election after he became governor in 2018. And he did outperform a lot of people's expectations today. So I think um, Trump will be taking Ron DeSantis very seriously as well as the primary. Yeah, all eyes will be on Trump, as always, anyway, for his special announcement next week. Victoria Cooper, thank you so much for joining us here on Ticker News. Thank you very much for having me. Moving on for now, nearly 10 million Medibank customers have been caught up in a massive data breach. The health insurer is now confirming the hackers have begun releasing the stolen information. William Howard has the very latest. Well, it's a pretty frightening time for millions of Australians. There's a lot of uncertainty and questions surrounding this incident. Today, Medibank confirmed the hacker has in fact begun to release the stolen data on the dark web. In a statement, the company says the files appear to be a sample of the information accessed by the criminals, adding they expect the criminals to continue to release further details over the coming hours and days. This includes names, birth dates, home addresses, email accounts, phone numbers, health claims, Medicare and passport numbers. There are also concerns the hackers plan to exploit this data even further. It is currently appearing on the group's blog under a good list and a naughty list. We've had a lot of questions about what this actually means, so I'll explain that for you now. Essentially, the naughty list contains details of about 100 patients who have had treatments for cannabis dependence, alcohol abuse, anxiety, tobacco and drug use, while the nice list includes people who have under gone general medical procedures such as gastric band removal and cataract surgery. The data was posted after Medibank refused to pay a ransom and unlike the recent Optus breach, there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. So what should you do if you've been impacted by this recent data breach? Well, the first thing Medibank is asking customers to do is check their emails. If you have been affected, there will be an email waiting in your inbox with specific advice. While Medibank won't be able to tell you what exact data the attackers have, the company will inform you what general category of data it believes was accessed. Next, you should make sure you've secured all of your accounts, change your passwords, update update those details and activate two-factor authentication where possible. This is particularly relevant for any money-related accounts such as Afterpay or PayPal. You should also look at updating and replacing your personal forms of ID, like your passport and driver's licence. And finally, if you're unsure or anxious, just reach out for help. Medibank has announced a number of support avenues, including counselling and wellbeing support for effective customers. William Howard... Ticker News.
And now to the man who cannot stay out of news headlines. It's none other than Elon Musk, who sold nearly $4 billion in Tesla stock. According to a series of forms filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the billionaire has sold another $3.4 billion in Tesla shares. Thanks for joining us this hour. We've got plenty more ticker news and, of course, special analysis coming up right here.